0: Welcome to Episode 19 of the Chaotic Goodness Podcast, where we play our own drinking game while recording the show. Wait, hang on. Chad said console again. I'm Kim, your host, and I play Flossie Lee. Just hold my hands and follow me. This is Christy. She plays Rin. What? I don't... (laughs) People! And Steve, he plays Zeke.
1: I'm tired of him yelling at me about the damn engine I poured dust into.
0: And Chad... Our GM,
2: who plays Gideon and Wade. Guys, there's a large ship coming our way. Having finished regular maintenance on the ship and used up all the water in Gideon's shower, a crew prepares to explore the ancient
1: ruins they encountered at the end of a wild jump. Will they discover the life forms they detected? There's only one way to find out.
2: So you're all getting ready uh, to exit the airlock from the... I guess the Honey Badger 2. Yeah, we'll go with the second one. The Honey Badger 2, as you all are docking with the largest ship in this uh, this big mess of wreckage that we've come across during a wild jump. And I think all, all of us should be on board. I think we all have an important role here. I mean, we got, you know, an engineer and a computer guy, just in case. We have a medic. We just detected life signs on board. And we have our fighter person who's really good at killing things and the actually, designated red shirt. Yes, Flossie, the designated red shirt who's actually wearing a red shirt while we're recording right now and also a red shirt with a stormtrooper on it so she is doomed. So, let's let's determine marching order here. So, who is going to push the door I'm sorry, who is going to push the button that is going to open up the door that lets us on to this this gigantic ancient vessel that we've come across.
3: Rin will be in front, naturally, In front of you, wimps.
2: So the door hisses open, and you step through, and immediately as you step through, you start floating because there's no artificial gravity on the ship. The ship has been dead drifting in space for who knows how long.
3: I'm floating. I. You're will. in
2: a. You're in a spacesuit. We all have uh, breathers on. And now we're in a zero g environment. Okay. And we're all communicating via headset radio.
3: Okay. Is there anything to hold on to to yes. leverage myself
2: in the hallways and the bulkheads? I mean, there's easily you know stuff you can use to just kind of push your yourself around. So the only okay. the only issue is that all of us have to overcome being clumsy if we want to accomplish anything.
1: We should make our way to. Life support, and see if we can get the gravity and air circulation turned on. Yeah,
2: Getting in the surroundings, like the first job is to be to restore power to the ship. All right, so um, I'm gonna have to I'm I'm gonna have to head to engineering. Um, I I don't want to go alone, guys. No, we shouldn't
1: split no, up. It's
2: not split up at all. Uh, so we're all gonna go together. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ren, are you staying in the lead? All right. Give me a. Oh, let's see. Uh, we we're, we we're have to navigate our way through uh, a foreign vessel. We don't know exactly where we're going, but you do know roughly where things are on a spaceship. So, give me a face adversity roll using your expertise. Uh, that would be an eight. Okay, so we we overcome the danger of getting lost, but it comes at a price. So we you actually end up uh, we end up all together getting to the engineering bay. However. There is a, a setback in here. The uh we will say that the the main console panel has been smashed in, so there's no easy way of data readouts. We're gonna have to fiddle with the actual wires and things to get power going. All right, so Gideon is going to drift over towards the console, and he's gonna have to make a face adversity roll using his physique to overcome being clumsy so he can work with the wires his physique is zero and he got a seven. Oh, wow. He succeed. So he's, he's drifting around. He gets to where the wires are. However, with his drifting and flailing about, he, uh, he kicks one of the bulkheads and sent the sound. Well, actually he kicks the bulkheads. There is no sound because there's no atmosphere in here, but he does manage to break off uh, a piece of something that looks important, which we will figure out what that is later. I'm okay. Good. Is the ship okay? I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, try to connect some wires right now. He's going to use his expertise to try to restore power to the ship, and we will go. Okay. So he fail. Well, he f- is failing to do so. Is somebody going to lend a helping hand?
1: Any opportunity to lord it up over Gideon and his engineering skill. Good
2: policy. Ten. Wow. So you succeed in turning that turn that failure into a partial success. Gideon is is he's flailing around. He's a little clumsy. He's he's grabbing at wires. Uh, Zeke comes on in and grabs a wire from Gideon and plugs it in and. The ship, the power boots on, boots up uh, in this area. The lights turn on and Gideon receives a mild shock for his trouble. That. Ah! <laughs> oh, memories. You okay? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, good. Uh, I taste metal in my mouth, though. That'll go away. The lights come on. Power is, is slowly being restored to the ship. Different, uh, you know, AR signs and insignias light up inside this ship. First question uh, as different symbols and things come on and it looks like the computer systems are starting to uh, to boot up. What faction symbol? So Christy, tell us what we see.
3: Um, It appears to be very similar to the emblem for the Unidor. Um, however, it's missing part of what what today's emblem would look like. Okay,
2: so it looks similar to the to the Unidor's symbol. There's a nearby computer terminals that turn on and, and Gideon floats his way over there and he's looking at it. And this, this big vessel needs a name. What's a good name for a ship this size? Steve? This is uh, the Elysium. Oh, okay. So the giant ship Elysium uh, the computer's fire up, and Gideon is going to, well, he's there. He's going to uh, overcome his clumsiness. Well, he does it pretty well, actually, completely. So he pulls himself down and actually hooks his knees under the panel so he can get a little stable, and he starts filling around with the computer. So he's going to roll his interface. He gets a 9, so he succeeds at a cost. He's typing around in AR. He's interfacing. Uh, with it. He's like, okay, so I've diverted power to life support. We need to turn it on, and according to this map, it looks like the, the central controls for life support is in, it looks like it's in some gigantic storage area.
0: Shouldn't we check to see what the life forms are before we wake them up?
2: Well, oh, He's he's typing around in here. Uh, let's see. Doctor, would you like to take a look at this? You're more skilled at detecting life forms than I am. Yeah, let me
1: see if I can find an internal scanner.
2: Okay. And you're going to interface... 12. Okay, 12. So that would be... that. Well, I guess that would have been an assessment roll. So you get a data point... In regards to, uh, you know, this life and everything. So so you're detecting the life forms. There's something, so, I mean, you're not getting, like, all of the information from this, but, uh, so let's talk about, like, how much? So there's, is it one gigantic life form? Is it multiple smaller ones? Is it human-sized? What, what's going I on? I think it's uh, multiple smaller ones,
1: Christy? It's several small life forms. It's not It's not a huge life form.
2: Okay. So like smaller than human?
1: No. Uh, somewhere between a mid-sized dog and a large man.
2: Okay. Given the fact that this is an ancient ship and the life forms are showing that there's actual life on here. So we'll just say that they're in, they're probably going to be in stasis.
1: That would explain why they haven't moved from when I detected them Yes, on the Honey Badger to...
2: That would make the most sense. So there's a whole bunch of life forms in stasis somewhere on the ship, and it actually looks like that large cargo area that Gideon was talking about, where the, the controls for life support is. It would kind of make sense that this would be an area where, you know, the controls for, like, a cryo-containment
1: would be. And... Artificial gravity is going to be tied into atmosphere containment, so... Right. Typically,
2: uh, artificial gravity is under the purview of life support. Okay. So... So you guys are going to have to float your way to where the the cryo area is. Whee! Wee. Easily, you guys are, are grabbing and you're pulling yourselves along in the hallways again, and you get to that area, so it's this large chamber... You know, the ship is, the inside of the ship, I mean, it's very, very Spartan, very spaceship-like. It's not nearly as warm and homey as the irritated badger. This is definitely more of a business.
0: I could totally dress this place up. This is so boring. Uh, but it's kind
2: of creepy in
0: here.
1: Yeah. Once it's we very turn, quiet. Once we turn the atmosphere on and the gravity and the heat, it might be less creepy.
2: Well, maybe. maybe. Who knows?
0: We got to see what what's in there
2: first. Oh. Cryotubes.
0: hey, there we go. those what's in there? Do you recognize those? Yeah, those look right
3: interesting
2: now. so right now the the tubes themselves uh, they're everything is opaque. it's hard to see through I mean probably because there's a huge temperature differential from inside the tubes to the ship which has no atmosphere right now. so who wants to fiddle with the life support controls and try to get this everything online
0: Gideon he's the best fiddler.
2: All right, so Gideon's going to fiddle with a console. Yeah, he is.
0: Yet again.
3: Your stamina is very surprising.
2: So he's interfacing with the computer. Actually, no, he's, he's repairing it, actually. He's using his expertise. Eight. He gets an eight, so he succeeds at a price. He flips a couple of switches. He reconnects some things. Uh, he removes a panel, fixes some things in there, puts it back on, hits the switch, and the there's a hum of machinery as things uh, come to life. Uh, you hear the hiss of the oxygen scrubbers turning on. There's some distant klaxons that go off as the uh, as blast doors close because some areas of the ship are open to atmosphere and they're sealing off. To keep a environment a uh, oxygenated environment in the ship, and everybody kind of thunks to the ground hard as the artificial gravity kicks in. So now nobody is clumsy, and Gideon is looking at some readouts, and he he's wiping the the front of his uh you know his his helmet because it's starting to the condensation is starting to form on it. So he just kind of twists it off, pulls it off. He's like, "Well, the air's breathable."
3: Oh, that's good.
2: And I, uh, I just activated a distress beacon. Uh oh, wait. Oh, what? But there was a distress beacon tied into the life support controls.
0: What did you do that for? I didn't
2: do. I turned it on, and it just went off. It looks like it was set before everything went down, and I compl- when I turned it on, the command completed.
3: Well, maybe nobody is will notice this.
2: Well, hold on. Cool. Let me let me shut it off. Let me try to shut it off. Let me try to shut it off. Just gonna use his interface. Oh, he definitely shuts that off. He just, like, reaches behind it and pulls out one wire. "Ah, There we are. Done.
0: Oh, phew. Yeah, we don't need anybody showing up.
2: Yeah, that would really crash this party. And he starts taking off his his, uh, vacuum suit because they're really not comfortable and really difficult to move in when you actually have gravity to walk around in.
0: Do you think you could maybe find a log on their computer?
2: Uh, Probably, but typically logs are usually up in the helm or in the captain's quarters
1: let's see if we can figure out what happened let's okay let's see if we can figure out what's going on in the cryotubes too okay.
3: they don't look like regular
1: cryotubes so no I was gonna you're right
3: they they look similar to the things that we used but that can't be wait we didn't have any contact on our planet with anybody else so that would be impossible
2: what do you ran what are you talking about
3: um we we As a religious rite, our people would go through what's called the awakening, where we would be hooked up to something similar to this, and our consciousness would be somewhere else, basically like a dream, where we would live a life during that time and wake up wiser and with more information. We later found out that we were actually being transported into humans on a different planet, but, but at the time it, we were told it was a religious thing and the only way to wake up is to die in the other body, but it, it can't be that that's different.
2: Well, I, I, I learned something today. Okay.
1: Okay. Would anything, what would happen if you woke them up early before there?
3: Then the body that they were in would die.
1: So the host would die. The
3: host would die.
1: But nothing happens to the No. Okay. No. Well that's
2: good. so good. Gr- real quick question though, is, is are all of you taking off your spacesuits? No. <laughs> Flossy staying self contained? Okay.
3: I will take know. my helmet off so I could see okay. better.
2: Okay. So yeah, you, you take off the helmet and you it's the ox- the air is breathable. It is very it's very stale and musty. I mean it's air air has not circulated through here for untold Years, maybe even decades or centuries, at this point. And as the the oxygen and the temperature controls start to, you know, bring everything back to life, so to speak, the kind of the the opaqueness of the cryo tubes starts to fade, and you can see into the tubes. This is Chad, your long suffering GM, and I know we don't usually do an interruption in the middle of an episode, but I need to make an important announcement. This week and next week is a NerdSmith subscription drive. If you enjoy our show and other NerdSmith shows, such as Charm and Trouble, Geek Thyself, and many, many others, please consider going to nerdsmith.org and clicking the Donate button. Shows like ours only survive by the generosity of our listeners. The majority of your donation goes to us content creators and ensures NerdSmith can develop more geeky content for your consumption. For just $5 a month, you get our minion tier rewards, which include access to exclusive bonus content from our podcasts, exclusive access to the minion chat channel on our Discord server, and entry into monthly drawings for prizes from your favorite shows. $10 a month gets you Sidekick rewards, which include everything from the Minion tier, access to the Sidekick Discord channel, 50% off a Nerd Alert, and a choice of a NerdSmith pin or keychain. And for $20 a month, our Champions receive everything from the Sidekick and Minion tiers, access to Champion Discord channel, one free Nerd Alert, a NerdSmith hard enamel lapel pin, a NerdSmith struck copper keychain, a NerdSmith glass mug with logo. And during this drive only, if we meet our stretch goal of 50 champion level subscriptions, there will be a special limited edition 2018 champion pin. So please don't miss out on that. Donations are a great way to support podcasts and other streaming content, but are no means the only way to support a show you love. If, for whatever reason, you choose not to support us with donations, you can always support us by telling all your friends about us, sharing us on social media, rating us wherever you listen to your podcasts, subscribing, sending us email, or even joining our Discord server and telling us you like what we're putting out there. This all helps us and gets our names out there. For more details, please visit nerdsmith.org and thank you for listening. Now, back to the chaos. So, uh, just to establish, these tubes are the size is somewhere between like a like a large dog to, to man-sized, right? Yeah. Okay. And there's several... Uh, are we... Are, is there like dozens of tubes in here? Are there hundreds? Are there thousands? I mean, is this like a ridiculous amount of cryo tubes? No, this is. Uh, we can roll randomly for it, I guess. Wait, what are we rolling?
0: Really? Of course not. Okay. Think about who you're dealing with here.
2: So what? What are you finding here?
0: So I have discovered that there are, uh, eighteen tubes.
2: Okay, just eighteen. Yeah. Okay, it. so there's eighteen tubes. The uh, where you're able to kind of see through the tubes, and I have an interesting idea that I think will make the game a lot more interesting if Do I it. have the consent of everybody. I don't Do want to hijack. Do it. Okay. So you look in these tubes. Do it. You look in these tubes, and actually, uh, Zeke, you're a little bit surprised because what you see in these tubes are little U's, Like, as a child. So, they are clones of looks like it looks like clones of you when you were like 12ish Whoa. that's that's strange
1: cuz no this this was my exact haircut what
0: yeah
1: look what? come here look, what? right right what? at this one okay. okay yeah this is me
2: when i was 12
0: but they all look the same
2: yeah that's yeah they're, they're clones Flossie these are me why I don't who would
3: clone you
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) believe me I have the same question
0: I'm sure you do this is really weird like I said let's get the log before these things wake up I mean before the small things but they're
3: they're just Zeeks
2: yeah Uh, I was not pleasant at 12 Gideon is is looking at the controls it's like I mean they're in perfect hibernation actually i mean they're still asleep oh good and alive.
0: let's
2: find log. Uh, well i think <laughs> that's a good idea yeah okay um, <laughs> too weird yeah let's go let's go let's go uh to the helm
3: exactly the same
2: yeah that's what clones are flossy do you know really what cl- weird yeah clones you yeah, know what clones i get are? it but
0: it's still they're weird.
2: genetic duplicates it's still
0: weird yeah creepy
2: <laughs> so- so everyone's walking down the hallway. Um, creepy.
0: Creepy. Creepy. Creepier. Creepiest.
2: Okay, we, we get it, Flossie. It's a little creepy. Very
0: creepy.
2: Okay. Here's an interesting question, Flossie. Are all those kids in there clones of Zeke, or is Zeke a clone?
0: That is a very good question. That's like, the, who came first, the chicken or the egg? Zeke, are you a chicken or an egg?
2: <laughs> chicken. Full chicken. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That you know of.
2: Okay, so we're walking. We're walking uh, through here. Uh, however, Rin, as we're walking through the hallway, apparently turning the power on and the life support on has activated a lot of the other functions on this ship. One of which being the security system. So, in what way do the does the security system first of all is going to recognize us as intruders? Obviously. And secondly, it's going to activate and try to force violence on us. So how does this manifest? What what happens?
3: Um, little lasers appear through every doorway and at intervals in the hallways. So we can't move forward.
2: OK, so it's like a laser grid blocking yeah. our path. Oh, OK. So
3: don't How look,
1: harmful are the lasers? I don't
3: know. Look at look into them, so you can. They're see They're burning.
1: They're burning. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, they they don't look. I mean, why else would it be there? I don't know. You want to try it
1: out? I pass through and nothing happens yeah no see it's fine and then you uh
2: we'll just say Gideon uh reaches he Best pulls out a bit of a run. <laughs> he, he pulls out like a small a wrench off of his uh, tool belt he's like eh, I don't really use this anyway he throws it through the grid and uh ren what happens
3: there's a small explosion and then the wrench is gone. So
2: okay, so the wrench explodes and superheated. Yeah. Metal. It's like So Gideon's like, "Okay, so that that looks fatal. Anyone got any ideas?" Turn it off. That's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. How are we going to do that? I don't know. You're well, the super. security panel Slossy. over there.
0: Yes.
3: Do you think there's any crawl space? I mean, I don't maybe oh, maybe they
0: don't go Ooh. all the way through I the could crawl space.
2: Give me uh, <laughs> this one goes straight to Gideon's shower. Weird. <laughs> Give me uh, an assessment roll using your expertise.
0: Ten.
2: Wow. You. Let's see. So assessment with a ten. You get a data point on you know navigating uh, these two these tunnels and everything. You open up. Uh, you actually find a very obvious access panel, which you know they try to hide these things, but you know what to look for. So you pop it open. And oh yeah, you know these types of tubes, like the size and everything mm-hmm. is like you know kind of regulation and all that stuff. You've crawled here through.
0: Here you go. Here's you've the panel. Unit- we can go through here.
2: Yeah, you've crawled through unidor type tubes before. So you, uh, but the thing is, you're in your spacesuit. So you crawl spaces space are not suit. designed for crawling around in a spacesuit. <sighs>
0: Fine, I'll take it
2: off. So Flossie takes off her uh, vacuum suit. And crawls into the back. crawl space. All right, good I luck, go Flazi. check it out. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. Careful. Okay.
2: Okay. So you crawl uh, through the crawl space. What are you looking for? How are you looking to overcome this obstacle?
0: Yeah, we need to figure out what's going on. So if I can get to a log of some variety, so
2: give me a. Well, actually, give me a face adversity expertise roll to navigate through here. You can use the data point since you're crawling through these tubes, which will give you a plus one to your roll. So she nodded, so she's going to do that.
0: So that's a seven.
2: Uh, plus the data point, plus right. your expertise. Right. You succeeded at a cost. Yes. Right? So you actually, you managed to to find uh, the central, I mean, obviously, the central uh, centralized uh, computer system where you're going to get the most information is going to be in the helm. Mm -hmm. So you managed to make your way out there in the helm. However, when you come out in the helm, you, you come across something that is unexpected and puts you in a, in a tough position. So Steve, what would that be? It's an automated system that
1: is asking her to identify herself.
2: Okay. Is this like a, like a, combat bot that's in there or is it just a voice in the helm it's a voice with an auto turret okay so an auto turret pops down from the from the ceiling and it points out at you and it says identify yourself you have 5 seconds to comply
0: uh, is there are there any bodies with name tags on the floor
2: give me an assessment roll using your expertise we'll see if you're If you come across something quickly. Eight. Eight. Uh, So something interesting. There are no bodies. However, you do see, look, on the captain's chair, you see there's like a name kind of engraved in the the console panel. Captain V. Otis.
0: I am Captain Otis.
2: It stops for a second. The the turd is, is still pointing at you. And it says, "State security code." You have five seconds to comply.
0: Are there any numbers anywhere that that? Four might seconds. Any any numbers? I need to look for numbers. Uh, <laughs> this is not
2: good. I got a five. So something that you probably wish wasn't true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're looking through All of it. You're. You know what? You're looking through the. You're looking around at everything, and of course, in a. This is a pretty big ship, so it has a very nice viewport. Like, It barely even looks like there's a front of the ship at all. It's all viewport. And as you're looking around, you see a ship just pops out of jump space right uh, within your view. And this looks like a very large ship.
0: Cool. Is there anything nearby that I can jam into that hole right there that's pointing at me? I want to try to jam the gun because I'm sure it's going to shoot me.
2: Well, you carry knives on you.
0: Um, what else would be nearby? Is there something nearby?
2: I mean, you know, there's probably, uh, some, uh, debris.
0: Debris. I'm gonna grab some razor-sharp carbon fiber debris that has fallen onto the floor and try to jam the, um...
2: All right. (laughs) Give me a face adversity roll using your physique because you gotta get up there. Seven. You jam the, uh, the turret. Uh, you're up there. You, you jam the barrel it goes off because you didn't give it a security code Ducking cover right and it <laughs> it sparks and uh, you know things pop off of it uh, there's there's maybe some shrapnel and you take a minor wound from the burns all right yell out in pain so you ouch in, yeah so you're in the helm you overcame the security turret and a ship another ship just jumped into uh, into this area
0: hey guys there's another ship it just jumped out. What? Yeah, for real. There's another ship. I can see it. I can see it through Flossy, the glass.
2: Flossie, look what? at the ship. What markings does it have on it?
0: It looks kind of like the ones that are here inside this ship.
2: So it's a Unidor vessel.
0: Potentially. Potentially. So Uh, I got to get a closer look. Oh, God. Yeah, it
2: is. So, guys, we're on the wreckage of an ancient Unidor ship with a whole bunch of clones of Zeke on it. And a Unidor vessel just jumped into space after the automated distress signal went off.
0: Yes, that would be accurate.
2: Could you please turn off these laser grids right now, please?
0: Uh, maybe. Hang on. See if I can find them.
2: Uh, you can you very easily see like the there's a, the controls the console is here you can easily get into it. Gideon can help you from a distance. Okay, good. So Gideon's like, okay, so first of all, Flossie, please turn on your camera. Right for the 18th time. Fine, here. Now trying to turn off the security. Uh, Roll face adversity okay. using your interface. Four. Okay, Gideon is going to try <laughs> to help you.
0: Good, because I need help.
2: He got an eight. So, all right. Yeah, you, uh, you turned your failure into a partial success. So you succeed in turning off the, uh, the laser grids from the rest of the crew to the bridge. However, in some of the other areas, like where maybe the cargo would be, is still blocked off to the crew. Gideon let's see he opened himself up to something so he gets there's horrible feedback from the interference of the computer system the electromagnetism going on in here and now his ears are ringing so he has a physical debility he needs to get over. oh ah, he like pulls his he pulls his um little communication bead out of his ear and waits for the feedback to pass he's like oh wow okay we need to go guys.
0: so we're just gonna leave these.
2: Well, Zeke's.
3: What else
0: are we going to do?
2: Okay. I don't know. Well, oh, geez. we need to get those logs. Flossie, do you think you can get the logs while the rest of us get to the ship? I can
0: try. But, uh, which computer do you think it'll be in?
2: Uh, the one that turned off the security system probably can give you access to just about anything else.
0: All right, so I'll give it a shot.
2: All right. Good luck. This is also an interface roll.
0: That would be a seven.
2: Oh, good. So you succeed, however, uh, you suffer some kind of detriment. So you actually, you manage to pull up some logs and you, you, uh, you pull up some ones that look kind of important and you start downloading some, but since you're in a rush and because who knows what's going to happen, you don't get all the logs. You get okay. an imperfect record. All right. But you download what you can and then you haul ass. Yeah. Okay, so everybody is going to make their way to the honey badger? Yes. Uh Okay.
0: Is there Uh, anything shiny along the way?
2: Give me an assessment roll. Uh,
0: 11 plus something. What would that be?
2: Expertise. 10. Okay. (laughs) That's pretty damn good. Okay, so as you're running along, you find... um, Christy. What's something interesting and shiny that uh flossie finds who she may not know what it is when she first sees it? All she knows is that it's shiny and interesting looking
3: um how about a a cylinder that has that's metal um like silver and copper looking tube? That's about a foot long and like four inches in diameter.
2: And we can uh, screw Flossie over with whatever is in that later. I like that. Okay. Hmm. See, oh, you pick up. Hey, look, a metal tube. I'm just going to pick it up and run towards the shuttle. Oh, this is cool. I'll take that. You guys run. You get to the, uh, the honey badger tail. And who's flying towards the irritated badger? Not it. Yeah, it should definitely not be. Okay, so I'm. I'm getting pointed at, so I guess Gideon... Gideon! Do the flying. Uh, Gideon's like, I'm not comfortable with flying under stress.
0: If you tell me what to do, I can give you a shoulder rub. R-
2: no, Rin, sit down. <laughs> I'll be your co-pilot. I'm really good at it. No. Sorry. Just fly, Rin. Yes. Okay, okay so, all right. so grip the yoke and push forward. Okay. okay. So give me a face adversity... Using your metal,
3: um, I got an 11.
2: So, uh, Ren does not need any help from Gideon. You just kind of take off and thrust forward towards the Irritated Badger and you get the hang of this. This is easy. This is, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, this is great. I don't know why. Henthal thought he was such a hot yeah. shot for being able to do this. I mean, come on. And then the Unidor vessel opens fire on you.
1: Without <laughs> even asking a
2: question? No. That's, That's weird That's
1: weird Yeah normally they give you a chance to convert
2: Normally So uh, Ren, I evasive need you to Evasive maneuvers I need you to Yes evasive maneuvers Give me another face adversity roll Using your metal uh, This is going to be the roll to See if we can successfully get to the irritated badger Luckily, um, the ship is shielded An eight An eight So that is a partial success Gideon is <laughs> Gideon's going to try to help because he's your co-pilot, he's help gonna, me here, Gideon. He's going to try to help, and this is his medal. He got a seven, which turns your partial success into a complete success. However, he opens himself up to some danger.
1: The ship starts rolling, and he breaks his leg. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Uh, no more Not broken again. bones for
2: no. Let's see. So we'll do. This. So he, what he does is uh your. You're pushing the ship. Uh, the ship is flying towards the irritated badger. The unidor is opening fire on you. Uh, Gideon knows that you're not going fast enough to get to the irritated badger. If you don't pick up speed, then the um, you know we're going to blow up. So Gideon diverts all power to the engines. But unfortunately, because the calibrations were a little bit off, the system gets overloaded and the sensors in the vessel go out.
3: Okay. So we're flying blind here.
2: No, 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 we're not flying blind. It's just that all the sensors
3: So we don't know what's going
2: Right. We don't know what's around. However, however you make it to the the irritated badger.
3: And that's all that matters.
2: So the honey badger 2 docks with the irritated badger in a a flawlessly smooth way that Dr. Ezekiel could never hope to do. <laughs> I could. I just. This is how not it's to.
3: done, Zeke.
1: No, no, no. It's much more fun when you slam into the side first.
2: True.
3: Okay, we need to get out of here.
2: And you all escape the. Uh, well, you get out of the shuttle and into the irritated badger while you're being fired upon. So Flazzy, go for the guns. Okay. You mean the missiles? Yeah. Okay. So oh, okay. So we're just rolling and doing I mean, that. They want okay. to fire on us without
1: any without any all announcement. Right. So what no, are,
0: I'm not going to shoot you. No, no, you're no. fine.
2: Yeah. So what did You're. What looks was like, it again? You're obviously opening fire. Uh, you give me your interface.
0: Uh, so that's a six.
2: You don't get a good lock, and you miss with the missiles.
0: That's an unfortunate.
2: Uh, Gideon's like, try uh, again.
0: <laughs> fire the Hiddles <laughs> this time.
2: Okay. So Ren, maybe you should maybe you should pilot this thing.
0: Um. Okay. Yes, I could run across to the other udru- to the other no we're just getting let's just go
2: Rin takes the helm uh give me a face adversity metal roll to see if we can get out of here
3: uh 13. whoa
1: Jesus Woo-hoo.
2: so quickly natural. I, yeah, seriously quickly <laughs> Rin just kind of like pilots the ship around. what happens is uh you pilot the irritated badger behind the behind the Elysium. And you you get the space in between you and the big vessel, and you just kind of burn towards that jump point that Gideon put up on your nav, your nav set. And as you guys are speeding away, the Unidor opened fire on the Elysium and destroyed it.
0: They blew up all the
3: tiny Zeke's, All the children. They were still children.
2: Given the distraction and the explosions that go on, Rin, you just. You know, uh, Gideon tells you to punch it. You do. You burn towards the jump point. And because the because of the small profile that the irritated badger has and the superior navigational systems, you can easily navigate around and avoid any more attention from this vessel uh, as you are on your way to the jump point. I don't know how I should feel were those those were me children,
1: but they were not my children.
0: I have this some copies from the log. We can look through it and see if maybe yeah. there's some answers. Yeah, to the tiny zeeks
1: and drinks,
3: drinks,
0: lots of drinks. I have lots of drinks. Okay. Yeah. This
2: is weird. This mm-hmm. is.
3: It's not weird. It's tragic. It's,
1: that too. It's weird and tragic.
2: Whatever it is, we get to live another day.
3: But the children don't.
2: Well. Eighteen children. That's unfortunate, That's an unfortunate tragedy, but there's nothing we can do about it now. The only thing we can do is get to the jump point and jump somewhere. Anyway, I know a really nice space station that's in well-populated space where we just get out of here.
0: Okay, sounds good.
2: Yeah.
3: There's nothing more we could do, so. No. Mm-hmm.
0: True, very so, true.
2: So you get to the... You, time passes days pass you get to the jump point you jump to a space station and you end it there until next time
0: Woo-hoo. thanks for joining us on another chaotic adventure we would like to thank another dead weirdo sulfuric grant anderson peace loving and games and tabletop audio and thanks most of all to our listeners your interaction keeps us going We love to read your feedback on the show, so leave us a review wherever you listen. Please visit us at nerdsmith.org to join our community. Just click the donate link and subscribe for access to subscriber-only bonus content, exclusive merch, Discord server access, and more. If you'd like to be a part of the podcast, please visit chaoticgoodnesspodcast.com to submit a jump point for an upcoming story arc. If you want to keep up with the cast, find us on Twitter at chaotic underscore podcast. Stay tuned
2: for more chaos. Hi, you've reached married to the DM.
3: Tessa and Logan.
2: Aren't here right now.
3: Please leave your gaming.
2: Or relationship questions at the sound of the beep and we'll get back to you.
3: During our next episode. Till then.
2: The couple that plays together.
3: Stays together. Beep.
2: Did you just say beep?
0: married to the dm find us at nerdsmith.org or wherever you download your podcasts